Hello and welcome to another episode of the Just Talking About Films podcast, where we like to get together and just talk about films, various different aspects of films, and what we've watched, what we think about certain things and what we're looking forward to. My name is Ian Sargentson. And my name is Luke Taylor. And uh, really looking forward to catching up with you and uh, sharing all the films we've seen recently and a few takes that we've got on things that are coming up as well. Brilliant. So, Luke, it's been um, yeah, a while since we recorded. So yes. we've had a couple of weeks. Um, last week I thought was really interesting. Stephen joined us and talked about um, his take on horror films and why it's important that people watch them, why it may be important that young people watch them. I thought it was a fascinating discussion and um, different was, uh, We were just saying this. I'm not sure I, I agree with him still, but I appreciate the points he was making now. Yeah, it certainly made me consider it more rather than just being so dismissive um, mm-hmm. about the voice of that genre and what it has to say and what it has to speak into and to, you know, current cultures and situations and um, various different aspects of humanity. Yeah, yeah, that was that was it was a very good discussion. I really enjoyed uh, yeah, yeah, chatting with him and uh, yeah, good guy. Um, but of course, you saw that last week. We recorded that one two weeks ago, so we've not actually um, recorded for two weeks now. No, no, it's been a while. So my uh, list of films that I've watched is quite... You've watched extensive. every film ever in the meantime. <laughs> yeah. Well, at the moment, as many of the, the viewers and listeners will know that I've got um, a young child at home and him and his mum go to bed at nine o'clock or nine, between nine and 9.30 um, and then I get the evening to watch a film. So that's what sure. I do to relax um, after they've gone up to bed and I go up to bed. So, yeah, it's been... In some ways, I thought it would be like, all right, I might not get any films watched for a long while, you know, because it's quite busy during the day. But, um, yeah, it's, it, there's that space there, and it's a great way to unwind in an evening. <laughs> okay, so do you want to go first or second, because you've got the bigger list? Um, no, you go first. Okay, well, um, I haven't seen anywhere near as many as you, and, and even less for the first time. What I have been doing is, is I've been re-watching all the Batman films, first of all. Okay. All sorry, all the live action Batman film Batman films. Yeah, best, best <laughs> call him Batman there, like it's a surname. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but just the live action because once you start getting into the cartoon films, it just there's there's way too many. Hmm. And uh, so, just trying to assess ready for the new one coming out because I'd, what I'd like to do is start an order. Maybe it's something we can do when the new one comes out is to list our rating of every Batman film that there is yeah. but i've got to say they definitely vary in quality i won't go into any details on any of them now but uh wow there's some real stinkers in there no yeah we should do that so when the new one comes out when we booked in to see it the, the following week we should discuss it and then rank our batmans in order and then we can you know um we can create our lists um on letterboxd and then we'll be able to 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 go yeah. from there yeah I think if we both create a list, we can then assign and come up with a master list based on that, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So have you enjoyed the process of going through them again? I have, although I'm a little... I've got that weird point now because the last two Batman films weren't really Batman films. They were Batman versus Superman, mm-hmm. which I think counts because Batman's in the title, but now I can't decide whether I should watch Justice League again. And I kind of don't want to. <laughs> no. Um so you're really excited about the new Batman film, aren't you? I am. I I, I just... I could be wrong. 
could be absolutely wrong, but I just have a feeling it's going to be great. It's going to be one mm. of the best Batman films ever made. It might. I, I'm, could it top The Dark Knight? I don't know, but I've got a feeling it's going to come close. Yeah, and we had this discussion before before we started recording. And my only question about it is because, you know, uh, Batman is a character I love and there's so many things. Um, but my only question is why? So it's for me, as you say, that there's a benchmark that's been set so high with the Dark Knight trilogy that you're setting yourself up, not necessarily to fail, but you're setting yourself a high standard to to beat because it's going to be held against that. It is, although that's a good reason why. You know, if somebody's put a world a world record in place, what you, you you're going to want to beat it? Yeah, quite possibly. But if I was you know, a director or a production company now <laughs> with a huge budget. I'd go for an easier win first, I think. Maybe <laughs> trying to create a Superman film that is universally loved. And I know I'm going to get into that about another refilm well, the originals were, but the recent offerings have all been lacking something. But I'd do that or, yeah, do something else. But they've taken it on. Um, the trailer looks good. It looks a bit moody. But yeah. um, for me... I've got a real affinity for the Jack Dark Knight trilogy. So although I'm open-minded, there's still a bit of emotional, maybe cognitive bias there that I'm going, yeah, is it going to be? <laughs> Which is fair enough. It's fair enough. I mean, it is a hard task to beat the Dark Knight. Um, having said that, the Dark Knight Rises is, is easy to beat. I say I don't agree. I love all. Three. I like it. I like it, but it's it, it it has its issues. It does have its issues, and then you could set another stand up and say, "Well, there's Batman and Robin." You know, it's not like you're going to make worse than that. And that's the thing; they're going to make more Batman films, regardless, because somebody's making money out of it. DC, you're going to want to make Batman films. Um, so I'd rather somebody good was having a go than somebody not so good. True, true enough. I mean, again, and we've talked about this before, there's always going to be the discussion amongst the, the purists and the comic lovers about what it should be and what should be included and shouldn't be. So um, as someone who doesn't buy into that, doesn't get that, doesn't care a jot about what was in the comics, I loved the Dark Knight um, trilogy, as I've said. And I don't know how faithful they were or not, but I loved them. But then there's always, you know the fandom and the real fans of so many of these things that we do, whether it's Harry Potter, whether it's Marvel, whatever it is. So they've got always got that to play into. So um, we'll see we'll see what they make of it. And there's always a chance to bring a fresh... I mean, there's so many good Batman stories that have not been covered. And I, we've not really had the Riddler on screen good before. No. So there's a chance to get that right. So, I'm, yeah, I'm hopeful. I'm excited for it. But we'll, I mean, we'll, we'll go on to the Batman thing like later properly. I mean, we'll uh, we'll dig yeah. into those films when the new one comes out. Well, it certainly looks good. Um, the trailer looks good, everything I've seen, the artwork, the casting, the things I've heard. Yeah, I'm excited about it. If, if I, the I, love the idea of it, I would doing, be really excited. Yeah, I love the idea of doing the, the, uh, the Riddler as the Zodiac Killer, you know, as the model. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's, that's brilliant. It was must have been one of those moments, those aha moments, you know, when they, yeah. when they came up with that. But it's so clever. So yeah, I'm, and I'm hoping it's going to be dark, um, you know. And it does look, it looks moody, not just dark as in you can't see what's going on. Yeah, yeah. And I already like the look of the new Batmobile as well. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't care one way or the other. That's probably <laughs> my, one of my least favorite things about the Dark Knight series. That, <laughs> yes. that stupid car, anyway. <laughs> yes, this one looks like a car, which is you know, yeah. 
Um, so I won't I won't touch on any of those. Um, we'll do those later. Um, so what else have I seen? I rewatched last night in Soho because uh, that's come yep. out on streaming now. Um, second time, enjoyed it even more. Such a good film. So where is that streaming? Uh, that that's just like on um, buy to stream. All right. Because I just think what I was going to do is I'm going to start sharing where I watched it, just yes. so the people listening, if they're interested in what we say. Oh, right, yeah, okay. ever that they can know where to access these oh, that's a good idea that's a good idea. that's that's available to buy anywhere uh, so right, can, okay. uh, or rent uh, uh, you know whichever you want to do just before you go on have you seen some of the like i wanted to watch um king richard at the cinema but i didn't get a chance i was mm. busy so i saw it on prime i think to to rent 14.99 to rent yeah, yeah, that's these because you get to see it first kind of thing. It's still out of the cinema, but it's not really. It's a, it's a rip off, isn't it? Fifteen quid. No, there's just no buy, way. I, I understand, but during think... the height of lockdown, I got it. You know, like we we did that to see Wonder Woman, although I immediately regretted it after seeing the film. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I get it during lockdown, but no way, no way. You know, if you rent something that's come out to buy, it's what it's, it's four pounds. But that's like going to the video shop in the old you yeah. Know, that's and that's what I think it should be. It should be like a fiver at the most to watch it in your own house. Yeah. 15 quid. And I know that you go, right, well, you don't know how many people are watching it, blah, blah. But you can go to the cinema and watch it probably twice in some cinemas for that. Yeah. It's 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 not, it's it's ridiculous. Not so, good. yes, I just wanted to bring that up. So you, you, yeah. you streamed last night in Soho. Did you like yes. it as much the second time? I did I, even more, even more. I thought it, it is a, it's such a, a visually the film is so well made, and you, you, your second time because you know where things are going. You're spotting some of the camera trickery and the way things. Really, really good. I, I got to the end of it. I was thinking, I, if you were to take all of Edgar Wright's films and try and rate them, which maybe we'll try and do someday. Yeah. I don't know how you do it. Which yeah. is his best one? Which is his worst? I, I couldn't tell you. But you're a big they're, fan, aren't you? They're all on such a le- such a high level, and it yeah is very good. It's it's quite a tense film. Mm. Um, I wouldn't say it's a, a horror. It's it's like a ghost story kind of thing, but it's more of a psychological. But it's, it's uh, so it's interesting. The whole film just the whole the whole time gripped by it, and uh, yeah, really good, really really yeah. worth watching. Still haven't got around to seeing it yet, but um, I'll have a look at that. Um, and uh, the two people is a Thomas and Mackenzie and Anna Taylor Joy, brilliant, both brilliant. And Matt Smith is just lecherous, awful character, you know. Just but he plays it so well. Yeah. Um. So very good, very good film. And then we went to see uh, Nightmare Alley. Yeah. Um, which was a right job to get. I mean, it was not on at good times anywhere. Uh, but we went to see that at the Cine World. Finally, found it, it was last Saturday. Only time because the times at the weekend, which is uh, the weekdays, were terrible. Um, and uh, it's a good. It was a good film. Um, it's very. Um, it's like a film film noir kind of thing. And he's, okay. he's he's kind of a con man, and he keeps on getting uh, like the, the cons getting bigger and bigger as he goes along to the point where you know it's all going to go wrong for him but how it goes wrong and the results of that. And it's one of those films I was watching it and I was thinking, you know, I have no idea where this is going to, how this is going to end. I know it's not going to end well for him, but uh, I have absolutely no idea where, and it's nice watching a film, not knowing how it's going to end because sometimes you can guess easily. Yeah. And I clicked with this one 
about two minutes before before it was revealed. You know, just in the last couple of minutes, I've got it. I've got it. I know how this is going to end now. And it was a very satisfying conclusion. Good. Um, yeah, really good film. Uh, Bradley Cooper's very good in it. Um, well directed. The, the the carnival just looks creepy. It's so creepy. Um, but yeah, really good film. Very much enjoyed it. It's a guy. He he's he's learns how to be a um, what do they call it? A mesmerizer. You know, someone who a carnival pretends to read people's minds. Yeah. It's all tricks. Um, and he starts getting bigger with it and starts conning more people with it and, and then wow. gets involved with some people <laughs> who it's not good to con. Sounds good. Um, yeah, so really good. Uh, and a pleasant surprise in that. I'd seen the trailer for it and the trailer gave nothing away. Like, you watch the trailer and you go, I have no idea what that film's about. Um, so it was good the whole time, just trying to keep up with what was going on. Really enjoyed it. Right. Uh, and then we watched Seven because we we have our movie club this weekend. Um, yeah, I've got to watch that tomorrow. I'll, I'll yeah. keep my thoughts to that until the weekend. But it is just a genius piece of filmmaking. Well, I saw your rating on Letterbox, so that was a lot of <coughs> Yeah, I think it might. I mean, it's not a perfect film, but it's close. Yeah, um, but it's different, as, as some of you will know, um, that we I started this online film club where we get together and and, it, and it's good to chat about films we watch a film uh, we agree what film we're going to watch and through the course of a month we watch it and come back and discuss it and rate it to see which is the best and because of the diverse nature of the group it's quite good and infuriating at the same time so you'll get this great film that you really love and someone marks it low and um, it's because got this broad range of um standards and criteria that people have yeah. so um one guy in the group, Simon, I don't know if he'll ever listen to this, but he <laughs> he rated Whiplash as a one out of ten because there was too much swearing. I, and I was like, how can you do that? But um, but that's his standards and criteria. So it'll be interesting to see what the whole group think of of Seven. But um, I mean, it is a hard. I mean, it's a disturbing film, isn't it? Oh, of course it is. Yeah, <laughs> but it's very good, very good. Um, so really enjoyed that. Uh, and then was it last night? No, two nights ago. We went to see the unlimited uh, preview of Moonfall. Okay. Which is the um the, the film behind me right now. Yeah, yeah. Um and dear me. Um this film must prove the existence of aliens because it was not written by anyone who's ever visited this planet before. <laughs> I mean, the dialogue is just, it's like this person's never seen people have conversations ever in their life. <laughs> I mean, it's just people don't speak like that. People don't think like that. The leaps of logic that it takes. I mean, I'm all, I'm all for suspending disbelief in a film, but you suspend it there and then you got to suspend it there. And then you got to suspend it there. <laughs> I said we were going out of the cinema. I hope there's no cults outside because I'm so suspended in my disbelief. I'll believe anything right now. <laughs> um, it was, it was terrible. It was fun at times. You know, it's good to see the, you know, the the destruction and all of the, you know, the. Uh, but at the same time, you spend most of the film just going, I can't believe that's the choice they made. <laughs> I can't believe that's the, you know, it. Um, it's too much and. You can't, no matter how good you are at directing action, you can't compensate for a really badly written script. No. And I feel sorry for the actors. They must have been told every day, don't worry, it'll come together in the edit. It'll make sense. 
and it really doesn't. But the picture behind you is good. Oh, it's a good. I mean, I, I, that picture kind of sold me on going to see it. You know, the moon crashing into Earth sounds fun, and you'd <laughs> think it would be, but it kind of wasn't. No. <laughs> um. So moonfall that like we saw that the other night, and uh, yeah, I mean. Rolling Stone had an article saying um, they're not they're not convinced it's a film. They think it's a practical joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite damning, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know you'll have a good time, but you'll come out. You, it's nice to come out feeling more intelligent than the film, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a few of those. <laughs> um, that's and that's it for me. That's all I've seen this these past few weeks. Well, good. Uh, so apart from all the Batman films. <laughs> yeah, and we'll talk about them in the future, but. Um... If you've seen any films Luke has seen or you um, want to see them or you've got any comments about them or you disagree with them on some of you, so you've seen Moonfall and it's really oh, good. Seven. Well, seven was on Prime for those who uh, want to watch that. What was on Prime? Yeah, seven. seven. Yeah, it is, isn't it? I think I've got it on Blu-ray anyway. But um, So, yeah, as I said, I've, I've watched a few, so I won't spend too long on all of them, maybe um, on a couple, but... So the film watched last after we recorded, the first after we recorded, was a film called Fruitvale Station. And it kept coming up on my, you should watch this list on, I think it's Amazon Prime. Um, but it's a film, it made me angry. And it made me feel shame. It made me feel um, frustration. And it, so many things it made me feel, and it's a really well-made film. It's quite, I know I say this about a lot, but it's gritty. The whole feel of the film is gritty, but it's based on a true story. Um, I don't want too many spoilers um, about, about a young man that, that has an encounter with a police, and it speaks a lot, but maybe it speaks a bit louder to me now because of the George Floyd um, situation and his death that, it was so prevalent in the media in recent years. Um, but it's Michael B. Jordan in it who plays an exceptional part. Um, mm. And it's just, it just really feels, it feels, and I know it's based on true story, but no, this isn't always the case. It feels real. Um, and you watch, just watch it. And it's just an experience. I think it's a really important film um, to watch. And it doesn't, one thing I liked is, although there's a clear victim, it doesn't try and paint uh, a blue sky picture that everything's perfect. There's quite complexity to the characters. Um, so, yeah, I just find it really moving. Um, so I've got my review on Letterboxd that I thought it was an important film. I've never really heard of it before until it kept coming up. And yeah. I probably only watched it because it was Michael B. Jordan. And I rate him highly as an actor. Um, so, so, yeah, that was Fruitvale Station. And I scored that four out of five, actually. Um, and then I went on to watching it. Some of it is just like on a night when I watch a film and it recommends something off the back of it. So the next film I watch is 187, and I'd seen it. A lot of the films I've watched recently are films I've seen a long time ago and wanted to revisit. So 187 is Samuel L. Jackson, who's a teacher, um, and he gets attacked at school. So he moves um, across the country to teach elsewhere. Um, and he encounters some intimidating characters in his classroom there, and it's looking at his response to them and, and what happens. It's quite a dark film that starts well, loses its way a little bit, borders on the ridiculous at times. Um, but it's 
I guess it, it's another one with a message because it was written by a teacher speaking into the some of the things that teachers face, really. Um, but it's, it's an old film, I think. I think what was it, 1997? So, right. I've never heard of it, I think. Um, so, 187, yeah, I think that was on Prime as well, possibly. Um, and then I went to the cinema and watched Belfast. So, I remember mm. you'd seen it on yeah. the... Um, the, the pre-screening or um, select screening, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like a, a, a secret one, so we didn't know what yeah. it was till it started. Oh, yeah, you didn't know what it was. Yeah. So I knew I wanted to see it because, you know, I've got a bit of a connection to Belfast, Odds and Northern Ireland. Generally, I've got a lot of friends there, Kate grew up there, um, and various different things. Um, and I just thought it looked good. Things I'd heard about, the interviews I'd seen, I just thought this looks good. Um and I absolutely loved it. One mm. thing that I really liked about it is that we know the history of Northern Ireland, a lot of it, about the Troubles, but didn't focus on that. The backdrop was there, mm. um, and you couldn't get away from it, and you can't get away from it. But it didn't just look at it and go, this is all there is to this, this, this city, these people. It looked through that through the eyes of a nine-year-old boy um, who saw this and the family life, the people that lived there, the way it wasn't just, oh, the Protestants hate the Catholics right from the beginning, that they lived side by side. And it looked into that and the family life and the friendships and all of the things that were lost rather than just groups of people, petrol bombs and fighting. Um, so that was there. And it was a formation of the barricades. I thought the young lad, I think Jude Hill is his name. I thought he was just outstanding. Mm, very good. Yeah. I thought they were all good. The, the acting was superb, apart from... Judy Dench's accent. Yeah, and that there's a there's, a there's a line she delivers right at the end, and it just felt so on the nose that one bit she does like it was recorded entirely separate. But she's she's yeah, her accent's not great, is it? <laughs> no, I thought it was. It looked great. The direction was good. The shots, the, the monochrome feel, and apart from mm. a couple of scenes where it's color. Ironically, when they went in the cinema, I thought that was just really good. It the, comes alive, doesn't it? The soundtrack was great, Van Morrison, and uh, mm. yeah, I just I just loved it. It's the best film I think I've seen in a long, long while. Mm. One that I just enjoyed because I, I was looking forward to it, but I didn't know why. Do you know what I couldn't say? I'm looking forward to watching it. I didn't even know it was about it was about the people of of Belfast, but and what we've heard this story told a hundred times, but it, it was told differently and saved through the young boy's eyes. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was just really, really good. It captured what it must have been like to live there. Yeah, really did. Yeah, but also captured the fact that there are good people that from there, and then the comedy value of it. Where there's one scene where he's discussing with his cousin or his friend about how you know if someone's a Catholic or not. He's <laughs> saying, "Oh, it's because of their name." And, yeah. he was like, and then even the, the Christian bit in with a preacher, you know, where he, he obsesses on what the preachers said about. <laughs> Two yes, that preacher does not get portrayed very well, does he? No, no, but <laughs> but it, I don't think it would have been totally without foundation either. No, no, no. It's We've not. all been in sermons like that. <laughs> and then off the on the same day, I watched, and it probably wasn't connected. I've been meaning to watch it for a long time, but I just um, did. I watched rewatched the Commitments, oh. which is a film again I love from my from my younger days. Brilliant. And I rewatched it, so it was a proper day in in Ireland on that day um, in the north and then the south and yeah it's just it's just a really good film it is it's it's yeah 
it's so rewatchable. The music helps, but it's yeah. the characters love the characters and the, the interplay between them and, and all of it. Yeah, it's a great yeah. film. And I like that. And I like the fact that I mean, when it, this came out in 91. So if this is a spoiler, I'm sorry. I watched this on DVD actually. Um, but the fact is that it's a neat, it's an almost story. Yeah. What could have been stories. So it's not like, oh, you know, all feel good. It's about these group of people that have a dream and pursue it in the middle of um, Dublin to form a soul band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, I just love it. It's really good. And yeah, I like that. It's an almost story. It, yeah. It, it's more relatable in that sense because that is the way most bands end. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And, and the near miss at the end that you think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great, great film. Love it. Yeah. Then watch. Wanted to start. I wanted to watch because, as we've talked about before, I've discussed many times. I'm not hugely into the Marvel universe. so much like I haven't watched any of the TV shows. Don't really care for them. They're all a lot of them are much of a muchness. But I watch them all because occasionally there's some really good ones. Um, so I thought I'll start watching these in chronological order, even though some people argue that you shouldn't. So I watched Captain America: The First Avenger. Um, it was okay. It wasn't as good as I remembered. I think it started well. You know, I had a great. Um, premise and then just fell away into into nonsense with Hydra and different things like that. Yeah. I didn't hate it. It's good fun. It's it, you know, it's 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 one of the lighter, like, you know, as in like least weighty, I guess, of the uh of the Marvel films. But yeah. it's, it's it's decent fun. And that was on Disney Plus I watched yeah. that. And then we watched another round, which I think we watched on Sky Cinema. Yes, it's, I've downloaded it to watch on Sky Cinema. So it was a film, if you don't know, it's about a group of teachers in Denmark that stumble across this theory that humans are born with, I think it's 0.5% less blood alcohol than they should have to function in an optimum way. So they test this theory by increasing their blood alcohol by 0.5% to see if they are socially and professionally um, more productive so it's interesting it sounds like how far can they stretch this but it really is more about the friendship between them about their lives about how they support each other about the sense of adventure about speaks into about growing old a bit you know getting older in middle midlife for men um but all the while having the backdrop to this experiment of, of alcohol um so I, I really enjoyed it. I think Kate watched it with me and she she really enjoyed it. It was, yeah, Mads Mikkelsen. So it's, it, he, he plays a good part. It's just really good. Good. I'm looking forward to that. It's on my, it's on my to-do list. Um, then we watched Encanto. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, you've heard a lot of hype about it. And I guess if you're into Disney films, um, then you'll like it for me. Yeah. It's the same story, similar story to a hundred others, just told in a slightly different way. Um, yeah, it's pleasant enough, isn't it? Yeah, I didn't find it overly profound or anything like some people seem to, but it was harmless enough. I didn't, <coughs> it didn't irritate me or anything. No, I I enjoyed it. It was one of those. It's not entirely memorable. It doesn't make much sense if you give it too much thought, but you know, no. it's it's fun. Um, um, some good songs as well. Yeah, that was on Disney again, I think. Um, then went into The Fugitive, the old um, Harrison Ford film. Oh, I need to know. I've got to know what you think about that. 
Well, yeah, I mean, I didn't mind it. I used to love it, that on US Marshals. Yeah. So there's a lot about The Fugitive. It's, it's, I don't think it's dated that badly because... It just doesn't seem as good as I remember it. Well, it's similar <laughs> to Enemy of the State in storyline, but it's, um, I didn't... Uh, just like there's a bit where I go, well, how did that happen? That wouldn't happen. <laughs> um, it's a bit far-fetched, but it's enjoyable as, as a thriller. Um, he's very good. Harrison Ford, I think Tommy Lee Jones is excellent. Um, so I think it passes the time well. I don't think I enjoyed it mo- as much now as I did then, but I've changed and time's moved on. Yeah, I think cinema's changed a bit as well. It seems a bit basic now when you watch it back. Yeah, a little bit. Um, but it's fine. But just the, the escape scene at the beginning was just a bit easy. And then the whole thing with the train, I'm like... <laughs> yeah. um, and then I watched... I don't know, it's Papillion. Oh, yes. The prison film. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was it was all right. Um, didn't mind it at all. Thought it was okay. I'd seen a lot of it before because it's, it slowed a lot in the middle. And again, I think that might have been Netflix... Um, that's 2017. It's um, what's he called? The guy from Sons of Anarchy. Uh, anyway, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's from Newcastle, isn't he? But he speaks with that weird accent. Um, and then it's it's him and Freddie Mercury. Oh, um, um, Rami Malek. Yeah, it's them two. Should have played a part. I said slows a bit in the middle, but. It's based on a true story, so that, I guess that was the story. Yeah. Um, they just keep going through things. At times, it felt like I was in prison with them. It went on that long. Um, but, yeah, based on a true story, fascinating story. Um, so, yeah, that was decent enough to watch. Then I watched another one going back, a bit similar to The Fugitive and similar to 187. That I'd watched a long time ago from 1997, The Game. Mm. Michael Douglas. Good film. Yeah, it was one that I loved back then. And I think this this held up better, I think. Hmm. Um, I still just really like it. You know, um, the direction is what you expect. Um, yeah. There's a lot of use of shadows, quite dark. Um, so, but yeah, it, it's just really good. It's a good classic thriller where by the very nature of the story, you don't know what is true and what's not. Yeah. Um, so there's a couple of times it turned me in so many twists and turns, and even though I've seen it before, I couldn't remember how it ended. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so really enjoyed that. I watched that on DVD. I've got I've had that on DVD for years, and I probably haven't watched it for 20 years. So. Yeah, good film. Really good film. It's, uh, yeah, it twists and turns more than maybe you'd ever expect a film to. Or it needed to, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, and, and if you think about it too much, you're kind of like, eh, is that really possible? Does that really hold it? But I, you don't mind. No, it's uh, it's a good film, and then on what day are we on? So, yeah, this week I watched The Last Duel based on your recommendation. You yeah. talked about it, um, really enjoyed it. I thought it was such mm. a well made film. Yeah, again, it's one of the things how can when you know what the subject matter is, how can you look forward to it? How can you enjoy it? I think it was mm. a very important take on, on it the fact that it gave three points of view. Um, that three voices to the same incident and it spoke into that, spoke into that very real situation in life today, mm-hmm. um, but also spoke into it from a different culture. Um, yes. So I thought the acting was excellent. So um, 
Jordan yeah. Comer was superb. Um, um, what's he called? Adam Driver's very good. Adam yeah. Driver was very good, yeah. and Matt Damon. Matt Damon, superb. The three of them, then the three main characters, the three voices you hear, they were excellent. Mm-hmm. Was a bit disturbed by Ben Affleck. Um, his beard irritated me somewhat. Um, but the film, I just thought it was superbly made, looked good. It was interesting because when you told me it was three the same story three times, I'm like, but it wasn't really. It was three perspectives on the story, but it was wasn't just watching the same thing over and over. Oh, you again. see different bits, don't you? Yeah, and yeah. It's very cleverly done. The way it doesn't feel repetitive at all. No, um, and it's good. And I, I didn't. I wasn't ready for how emotionally invested I would get into it. Mm. And instead, it's not that black and white that it's all. Obviously, this is the the right thing. This is the person you should side with. You're still on show all the way through mm. until until the until the end or the last, the final chapter. What the actual situation is, and who you should be siding with, and who you should be angry at, and who you. And I guess that's the 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 one of the points it's trying to make. Um, so yeah, I just thought it was really, really good, really well made. And then the bit beyond the stories was great as well as a, as a spectacle. The duel itself. Yeah. Yes, it's a good, it's a good duel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, the, the whole the way the whole proceedings go in the court case, as it were, and and the way the king reacts to everything is just so yeah. irresponsible. <laughs> well, it's a true story, isn't it? I know it's crazy. It's a true story, and especially when you listen to some of the the reasoning and the scientific advice that they have, and the way they do justice, and the role of women in that, Um, and I guess that's one of the main points that the film is making, it's just like bizarre how we used to live, and I wonder if in the future how we will look back at now, Mm -hmm. where we make decisions. It just, it seems, it seems almost impossible people would think like that, but they did. Yeah, yeah, strange. strange. And then the Good final film. film I've watched is Fallen. So again, mm. another one from '98. Um, Good cast: Denzel Washington doing Denzel Washington things. Um, but um, Donald Sutherland's in it. Um, yeah, Dan. Oh, he was in Roseanne. Oh, what's he called? Why have I forgotten his name? Anyway, we love his name. We love films. We love, I, I forget all the actors' names. I forgot Matt Damon's name a minute ago. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, it was a good film. It's a different twist on a thriller. Um, it's got a spiritual element to it, um, and that makes it interesting. That makes it not just you've got to catch the killer. John Goodman. John. John Goodman, yeah, that's it. Dan. Oh, his name was Dan in Roseanne, I think, wasn't it? Um, so John Goodman, yeah. So there's a strong cast, but strong performance, and I said slightly different thing. And, and I enjoyed it. I remember it was one of, again, like the game. I loved it when I was younger because it was something different. And I just really enjoyed watching it again. And I think the the guy that directed it, um Gregory Holbit, he's called Holbit, yeah. He did Primal Fear, I think. Oh, yeah. And yeah, he did a few good thrillers, and it was like, wonder what I haven't seen much of what he did since. No, but I really, really enjoyed this. And there's bits in it, like particularly towards the end, where I was like, that's really bizarre. That person's reaction to that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It kind of rushed. Yeah. The ending's rushed. I think it sets it up well, and it rushes the ending because you go, 
there would be a lot more fallout to that event. Yeah, yeah, I get that. It's one of those films where I think it was must have been very influenced by Seven when it came out. Yeah, I think so. I think, there's um, a, and there's it leans hard into that, and it it almost it, it spends the beginning of the film going, "Are we going to take you that direction in the spiritual stuff?" And when it does, it almost feels a little, almost ashamed of it a little bit, so it keeps trying to underplay it, and um, which is a shame because it's a really clever idea. Yeah, um, and yeah, I liked it, particularly the ending again. Hmm. The ending wasn't isn't predictable and probably isn't what you'd expect. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a good end, good end. Um, so that's what I've been watching. So they're the ones. If you've got any comments on any of them, and I know it's an extensive list, but let us know what you think. So I, I love going back and rewatching films that I used to enjoy. And for the for the most part, I still like the films that I used to like. Hmm. Sometimes I don't like Commando. What I watched maybe six months ago, uh, I was so <laughs> disappointed. Um, but the majority of the time, I think yeah, I like similar films. Just like them in a different way, maybe, or appreciate them more. But I know that I like different films. I watch films now and enjoy them that I wouldn't have liked or watched back then. I think that's always the case, isn't it? When you get some distance from a film, you can still like it, but you appreciate it in a different way. But and then films that you never would have given the time of day years ago, you suddenly you catch up with, and you're like, oh, I don't know why I missed it. I mightn't have liked it at the time if I'd watched it then, but now you appreciate it differently. Yeah, and I think that nicely leads me on to a point I wanted to make it a question I wanted to ask you is that it's awards season now mm-hmm. and if you look on Twitter especially the nominations have come out for the BAFTAs and people talking about Oscar nominations and different things people getting really really involved in this how much how much um, value do you place on on these uh, awards some but not much it's it, it, not as much as I used to. I mean, it used to be there were a big deal if, if a film won the Oscar, it was clearly going to be good. Yeah. But then some films started to win that weren't as good, I guess, and it starts make. I, I, it's it's just one of those every every job or every industry has its own awards thing going on, mm. where you want to you want to congratulate people for good work, but because it's Hollywood, because it's showbiz. It just amps everything right up, and even its self importance is amped right up. Yeah, and um, it's usually a sign of some good works, but you know, just because something's one of the best film doesn't mean you're going to enjoy it. Like Shape of the Shape of Water did not work for me at all. No. I think it was around that time, maybe a couple of years before, where I started losing interest. Now I know the film is incredibly subjective. I mm. get that. I get that. But I think for me, it's I don't know. I value my own opinion on a film more than I value Hollywood's opinion on a film. Well, yeah, of course you, um, and that makes sense. So, so yeah, I guess because it is that subjective. Um, or I will look at an IMDb rating or Rotten Tomatoes, probably to a lesser degree, or some other criteria, mm. and I'll, they will hold far more value for me than what's been nominated or even won the Oscars mm-hmm. um, for Best Actor or Best Film. Um be just because it's it's with them, it's it's people that watch films that make a decision, not people that are paid to watch films or have an opinion on watch films or you yeah. know. And then I think sometimes it's like how strange can you be recently, like with Shape of Water, I just didn't get it. The Lighthouse that got nominated again, and it's clever filmmaking and it's different aspects of I thought it was, what is this? It's just a bit strange. Mm-hmm. Um 
But then I know that there's other things, factors that play into it because it's been highly politicised over the last few years about representation and so on. But then that will have an influence on what is nominated and, and what wins. It will. I think the Oscars are often a good... Films that... See, for a lot of people, films, uh, you'll, you'll go see what's going to entertain you. Yeah. Now, that isn't the sort of film that's going to win awards, but there's some good stuff out there that you'd otherwise maybe miss. Like Parasite, for example. Yeah, that, um, that's one of the good things that when I go, yeah, I'm glad yeah. I wouldn't have watched it otherwise. Exactly. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't, mightn't have heard of it otherwise. Uh, and, and in fact, when Parasite was first coming out, I really wanted to go see it. It wasn't on anywhere. Couldn't find it. Not, not around here. Um, when it won the Oscar, it was everywhere. <laughs> so suddenly it became available to see. So it does give profile to something that is worth it. It just doesn't always work quite like that, unfortunately. Yeah. The same with Nomadland. I wouldn't have watched yeah. that, I don't think. And that's one of my favourite films in recent times. Um, so I do think there is some value, but I don't get emotionally invested, which a lot of people seem to on film Twitter. There's so, yeah. Yeah. oh, so-and-so got nominated and so-and-so didn't, and it's the worst thing. And and it is subjective. And usually, for, like with anything subjective, if a lot of people think it, then you give more value to it, I guess. Yeah. Um, but it's just so divisive at times. It does, and people have ideas in their head as to what should be, or well, this film deserves to be, um, rep- because it represents a minority group. And you know, that, is that is that really the the reason you want to say something's good? Mm. You know, um, and, and so there is this, uh, but also you get the point where, I mean, there was that year where it was Oscars also white, where, you know, everyone who was nominated appeared to be white. And it's like, was that, I, I can't imagine that was on purpose, but it's not a good representation of the way the film industry is. So I get why there'd be a backlash to that. Yeah, and I think it's difficult with our frame of reference as well, because we're looking through one lens. We're looking through the lens of, of white males. Well, of course, yeah. Um, and, and it's hard for us to step outside that. Yeah, of course. But so taking that aside and the nuance in that, it's just, I just, I don't know, the films that I've watched that have been nominated recently, it's not just the Oscars, but it's mainly the Oscars because that's the highest profile. The films that have been nominated or the controversy, the vast majority of films that are nominated for Best Picture Oscar, I just don't enjoy. No. No, it's, it's when, I mean, you know, it's when you start taking yourself too seriously. Yeah. Then I'm, I'm not. I'm, I, I used to love watching the Oscars when I was younger. I'd stay up overnight. Yeah, I and, did. And, watch and this is what I'm talking about. I, I, I was really interested, and I knew that it would represent, to some degree, good films. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems less so now. I mean, it's certainly less excitement about it. I mean, they couldn't even. There was no even, not, not even a host last time. You know. Mm. Um. So it does seem like it's rather, it's changed a lot. Um. I think, you know, they have their place. It's good to recognise good work. It's good to say to people, well done, especially the less glamorous awards, like, you know, the the the, the ones who sound and editing yeah. and uh, special effects. It's good that these people get recognised for good work because they work hard and people who work on films work hard. It's good to say well done, but it's nothing more than that. No, I think the one I'm interested in most, the only one I really care about now is the cinematography one. Hmm. So I go, which film is going to look amazing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because although it is subjective, it has to look amazing. It can't just be interpreted to look amazing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I do care about the acting ones and see who wins, but I don't stay up for it. I just watch the, see the results on the news next yeah, morning. I, I do know, yeah. Uh, but the other thing, is, well, even with the acting ones, it's, you know, it's good that someone whose career 
careers can be changed by it. And that's a good thing. You know, someone who does a really good performance, but hasn't had the breaks, but has, has had this, you know, this one that's really um, connected with people. Well, they've got job offers coming around the corner now and it's up mm. to them to do the best of it and to make the most of it. But it's good. It gives opportunities to people. It, it, it's good to say well done and, and to highlight people who maybe haven't made it yet. And, and, you know, but I think it's one of those things. If you forgot who won six months later, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But it, I just find it, how it's changed for me and say how, how much people like arguing about it on um no one should ever make a film wanting to win an award for it i don't think yeah you want to make the best film you can and it's good that when somebody recognizes that it's when you start making a film going well maybe this will get me the oscar yeah because it changes the way you look at the film then so it's like yesterday with the bafta nominations half of them i've never heard of but that doesn't mean they shouldn't be nominated i've just not heard of them I might and watch if, them as late, as we said, like Parasite, and really enjoy them. Yeah, it can put some films on your radar that might not have been there, which is which is good. And then sometimes you get a film like you remember the artist when that one big, and everyone went crazy over the artist that black and white silent film. Yeah, and it was like they suddenly became everywhere, and then you watch it a little while later, and you go, "What was all that excitement about?" Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see what what this award season brings, but. Yeah, so I think they should just give it to us, really. <laughs> yes. <laughs> At least then it would be accurate. Well, you, you can get it for most correct opinions. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, what we'll do is I might do, we might just do our alternative one before and just do what we think. Yeah, I think that'd be quite good. We, we, we'll, we'll go th- we could actually go through the nominations as, yeah, the, yeah, we'll as do we that. come in and pick from the nominated ones. And we'll have envelopes and stuff. We could do a who we think will win and who should win. Yeah, that means we'll have to watch each of the films, right? But we'll, we'll, if we can get hold of them, we'll do it. Mm, I hadn't thought of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you can't go. I've already seen one of these four. But oh, come on. I'm sure it. some of the people who are voting for them in, in the Oscars do that. Yeah, how is it done? <laughs> it, it's the panel, isn't it? <laughs> as far as I'm, once you've been nominated for one in the past, you become part of the guild, you know, the, uh, yeah. the, the academy. And some journalists are part of it, actors, directors, they're all part of the academy. And they decide, they get given, this get sent the entries and they either watch them or don't in some cases. And they put the votes in and it's out with all that. So it's voted by the whole guild, not just the, the whole academy. Yeah, the whole academy. The whole academy, sorry, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so anyway. Which means, you, and, and there's no way everybody in there has seen every film nominated. So chances are, that's... <coughs> Will be how some films get overlooked. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I might be wrong in how that's done, but I think that's how it's done. Um. Okay, so that's what we think about the Oscars. What do you think about awards? What do you think about them? So the Oscars, the Golden Globes, BAFTAs. Um, what do you think? Um, do you care about them? Do you pay any attention to them? Do you give them any value? Um, is there a film that you think definitely should have won an Oscar that didn't? So a film that you think that won an Oscar that you think should know should have been nowhere near it. Um, <laughs> if you were in charge, there's a few of them for me. Um, and yeah, let us know what you think. And also, I was just thinking look, a couple in a few week, a couple of week, um, upcoming upcoming weeks that we've got different things to talk about. So we'll look at the Batman thing that that we can also look at maybe some um, 
you know, like what's their best themes or something. So look at different genres or different actors and directors and see what we think their best film was or their best yeah. performance. Or, or the best films of a year. Yeah, best films of a certain year. Um, then, then we can do that. Um, and also, if you want to come on and talk about anything, talk about those things or something new, um, you just want to be a guest on the show, then come on. We'd love to talk about it. We want to just talk about films. And as much as Luke and I love talking to each other about films, we want to talk to as many people as possible. So if you're listening or watching and you want to come on and talk about what you've seen and what you think of certain films or different topics about film, then get in touch with us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, shout at us, send us a letter, um, <laughs> whatever you wish, and we'll get you on. Brilliant. And uh, we'll look forward to being back with you next time. And uh, I don't know how many films <laughs> Ian will have seen by the time we get back, but it could be another long list. Okay. Well, we'll see you next time. Have a great week and we'll speak to you soon.